Welcome to the Inner Huddle, a youth football development podcast for parents, coaches, and managers of young aspiring footballers. Your hosts from Pezza Street Soccer are Pez and Jeff. Welcome to the Inner Huddle Futsal Special. Jeffrey, Phil, you're still here. That's a good start. We finished question number six. We are on to question number seven, and I may as well dive straight in. I'd like to join a team. Can you give me some more info about leagues and where I might look to get involved? I don't know whether this is adults or youth, but with you, Jeff, and you fill in the room, I'm sure you can answer both. Should we start with youth? And I'm looking at Phil. Yeah, I can go youth. Um, so there was a league set up um, called the AFL, which looks at ages under 10s, 12s, 14s and 16s, where they all come together in a central venue for the south and then for the north and then they play across all of those four age groups and it's four different clubs that's probably the closest thing that the kids have got to a national league that the men play in um, another league that was set up i think it's called is it futsal development first league which was liam andrews and bristol it's recently set that up there's so a I know, few about isn't there yeah um, people set up or have dabbled in it and tried i, I guess trying to get players available that doesn't clash with their football is the main problem and the, and the travelling distance. We've struggled a little bit, haven't we? been stuck out here in Salisbury. Yeah, well, a lot of it, I think, is to do with being able to get every single age group because it costs to hire out the venue and all these kind of things yeah. that the organisers need to deal with. Um, so I know from our point of view, we haven't got an under-16s at the moment until September. So it's actually been a bit of a restriction for us to be able to get into somewhere like the AFL because they want all four age groups in order for us to enter. And what age groups has Pezza's Futsal Club? So if people listen to this and they think, well, we, my kid would love futsal, sounds like everything that they'd be into, how do they get involved and what age groups have you got? Yep, so the age groups that we've got, um, so as of September, so let's go from three months' time, we will have under 15 down to under 12. Below that, under 11s to under 6 is the academy part, so they're doing their futsal technique and individual training but they're they're not necessarily in a team yet for futsal until they get to that under 12 category there is a question a little bit later on actually about their pathways and development so we we, we've touched on it but we'll get more in depth of that a little bit later on in terms of adults if someone's thinking this i played a bit or i can't commit to football or i fancy a bit of that alongside my football how do they get involved jeff so the national leagues run there's super league that runs nationally up and down the country now it's the first season where that's happened and then below that there's a north and south division one and then below that there's north midlands and south um, division two for the men's with the ladies national league i think it's one league but i'm not sure that's then split split into the three divisions yeah three divisions and that's so in theory you should never be too far away from a national league team based around the country yes um so that they might be the people to get in contact with first if you go on the fa full-time website and type in futsal leagues you'll you'll come down with a drop down menu for futsal five so that might be more local social league and then it will take you to the national league as well so you've got a choice of if it's just socially you'll be able to find out uh, we've played in ones in Bournemouth um, and in Swindon social leagues with our development squad and had some success with that. But most important thing for the people listening is to how to get involved, isn't it? So. Yeah. And um, what about locally? So they think Salisbury United's our local team. Fancy that. How, how do they get involved with your setup? 
most clubs will have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media platforms to get in contact. So the best way to get in contact with our club is probably through the Facebook page and, and do an inbox. It will be the same for most clubs. And are you holding any trials? Uh, we've had an open trial already for next season at the end of this season um, and then we will do something pre-season but uh, information yet to come out. Okay cool very cagey from pending. the boss there I like it and you know we don't do trials do we in youth football we don't like it but I think it's acceptable obviously in, at that level and that standard of adult football Yeah, of course. Right and okay we'll discuss that in a lot more depth the pathways and uh, the setup with both uh, Salisbury United and Pezzas Futsal Club a little bit later on so we'll move swiftly on to question number eight, which will be halfway through. And we're well over halfway through the show, so we might have to speed it up a little bit. Where can I find out more about the sport? And obviously locally, you two guys would be the go-to people. Um, like you say, through the Facebook, there's Pezza's Futsal Club um, Facebook page. There's a street soccer and futsal club, or you personally, Phil Burnson, or you personally, Jeff Bonner, or through the Salisbury United Facebook page, I think would be the best places to... To get involved, we'll come and watch a game when the season starts. Get involved, yeah. ask questions. Some years ago, you would say you have to contact your county FA and go through them, and they'll give you all the details. Now it's in this day and age, you can just click on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and, and find out about these clubs. And, and futsal's um, very friendly, isn't it? It's a little community yeah. of people that want to grow the sport. They've got a passion, and they will help you. And we're very open. Yeah. If you want to come along to training, if you want to come along and watch youth sessions that we're putting on matches and ask questions we will help you i'm actually amazed by how willing to grow the sport everyone seems to be so when we've been up to york and manchester wherever we've gone people have been really accommodating really nice and they're they're more interested in growing the sport than their own club they um junior roberti at york futsal club says he works for fc futsal not not york (laughs) do you know what i mean so it's it's more about the whole community rather than your own individual club and looking after yourself Everyone feels like they've got responsibility yeah. to grow the game as well as putting their efforts into their own club. It's great. So if you if you want to contact these people at these clubs, they will be willing to help and they'll put you in, in the right direction and in contact with the right people. Obviously, the FA, they must have bits on their website about the game, I would have thought. Yeah. There's things on social media, Daily Futsal. Is there anything else along those lines? The Futsal, shop, the futsal worth, shop, worth a follow on everything. So Damon Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. Dog Reed, we've already talked about. Um, and I came across this. It's a new magazine by Louis Pacelli, I believe. And apologies if I pronounced that wrong. But it's the Futsal Flair magazine. And we've got a nice feature in there. And I hadn't even heard of it until I was researching this yesterday. So I'm going to try and get a copy of that as you can so view it online. A nice picture of our teams with Pro Futsal London's development squad. Um, yeah. With 442 people watching, wasn't yeah. it? We got a little mention in the photo. Yes, and it looks absolutely fantastic, the whole magazine. Yeah. I only discovered it yesterday, so I haven't read it all the way through. There's a piece on Luke Ballinger as well and his 100 caps and, and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Salisbury and, United player, so his yeah. 100 England caps. and Real fantastic, so give that a little look and hopefully maybe one day we can get Louis in on, on the show. We can, if you're listening. We can uh, <laughs> quickly sub-fill uh, out. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Right. Shall we move on? I think we can quickly squeeze in one more question before we go into a short break. Question number nine. It is question Mm. number nine. Donna, do you want to read out question number nine? Number nine. Is futsal just five aside and all about fancy flicks and tricks? Mm, We've already touched on this. In fact, most of these questions come up, we've probably already touched on a little bit. They all intermingle, don't they? But I think this is... One of the biggest misconceptions about futsal, and it couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, you have moments of magic, don't you, in these games, but predominantly 
it's a possession game and it's fast combination, moving the ball, one and two touch, especially at the highest level. When Helvetia or Helvecchia, however you want to pronounce it, Jeff, you'll probably correct me on that, came to play Salisbury United the other day. The way they moved the ball and manipulated it and were comfortable in possession, I thought was incredible. And obviously a lot of those guys, nine of their team uh, play for the England seven. squad? Seven. It was yeah. seven were in the last squad and the squad before that was nine. So. Right, OK. Yeah, they were incredible and, and so fast-paced the way they played. We went to watch Barcelona v Intermovie Star not that long ago, didn't we? Yes, and we did. Basically to watch Ricardinho. Yeah. Um, but, well, all the Barcelona players as well and most of the Intermovie Star players are just phenomenal players and play for Spain and stuff. But the one thing you'll pick up on a player like Ricardinho who... You'll, yeah, you'll see show reels on YouTube of him doing rainbow flicks and flip flaps and. I think you have to have an element of that to, for people to watch it to sell the game a little bit. But you watch him play live, and defensively, he is incredible. He's probably the best defender in the world. Forget about all the other stuff. His flair he was going forward. Defensively, wasn't he? he he's, his movement off the ball, everything about his game is so well rounded and so well put together and everything is disguised every movement is it's like a magician saying look over here and i'm actually over here and, and something like that so you're stealing the thunder a bit from one of my last <laughs> questions about he's the best player in the world but yeah, yeah you crack on that for me is it's that's what futsal is it does develop skills there's no doubt yes and it's great in 1v1 situations but i've watched most of the super league games this season and there's never been an element of showboating everything's been done purposefully and yeah it's more about moving the ball quickly, trying to get the opposition moving places they don't want to go and, and exploiting it. And it's, as we've touched on earlier, Phil, very, very physical game. And tactical. It's more tactical than I ever gave it credit for as well at the highest level. Yeah. Which is obviously why there's a UEFA coaching pathway, Jeff. Yeah, so so in answer to the question, no, it's not just five-a-side and no, it's not just fancy flicks and tricks. There's so much more to it. And this is an important thing that I've written here as well. Futsal is the only format of the indoor game that FIFA recognises and endorses. So... All your other types of five-a-side, etc., they don't endorse or recognise, in fact. And there's clearly a reason for that, and it's based on research and, and a love of a sport that's growing and growing and growing. Phil, had anything of value? Yeah, just from playing futsal, I'm, I always, when I first started, I thought it was more to do with tricks and skills and beating players and that, that type of thing. And as we've gradually gone up through the leagues from, you know, where we first started when I met Jeff, we were just playing in a little hall out in... Downton was it? I think it was. Yeah. To now playing in front of hundreds of people at, at Salisbury and travelling all the way up and down the country, it's just becoming less and less about the tricks and skills and beating one v one. It's actually manipulating the ball to create overloads, to create two v ones, create three v twos, and then going punching by then still almost moving the ball to a point where you're almost walking the ball into the goal in a lot of cases with your with your back post tap ins and, and yeah, that I type think of thing. A misconception is that it's very individual sport. So if you're a flair type player, you're going to love futsal. Whereas a lot of goals are team goals that are scored. So it's combination play, quick into passing, and as you say, getting close to the goal as a team. There are moments of magic. We've had a few ourselves this season, but they're you know it's all done purposely. It's not about showboating. So, Phil, do you want to do the honours for question ten? Add some value. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what opportunities and pathways are there for youth players? Well, actually, Phil, this is your domain, so you're asking yourself, really, aren't you? Mm. Obviously, you've already touched on it a little bit. What I need to say on this bit as well is we have Salisbury United, which is the Super League team, which I guess you could say is the pinnacle of local futsal. don't think that's... Or at least of our own club. Yeah, of our own club. We have a youth section that play ordinary football. And the problem we had with it was is not everyone had heard of futsal. So we wanted to grow the game and make it more accessible to 
players that didn't just play for Salisbury United football club. So we started Pezza's Futsal Club so that we could attract players from other teams and make it slightly easier because there's a little bit of players, uh, well, managers didn't want their players coming to play for Salisbury United Futsal Youth because they thought then they would get poached to go and play, for want of a better word, for the football team. And we want to keep the two things separate. So there are kind of two pathways, aren't there? Correcting that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's bit difficult to explain isn't it but Pezza's Futsal Club is a pathway into Salisbury United and so is Salisbury United football um, yeah. you can play for both or you can play for one or the other Pezza's just allows any children from any club and any background to come and do some futsal yes yeah, so we have players from all different teams that now attend your session and we have players from pro clubs who just want to come and train because they know how important it is to keep sharp. They're seeing players getting released left, right and centre from their clubs. As they get older, it happens more often and they think it might give them the edge to stay. Um, you can take it from there, Phil. Yeah, so you know, there's, you've got um, Junior at Bristol, haven't we, that comes across, yeah. Keen at Fulham, um, Finn, who's now at Bournemouth as yeah. well. Um, Joe, and Joe, Bournemouth. Yeah, um, he's just he's started. Just started yeah. but I'm, been on holiday, haven't I? So I haven't actually seen Joe. Oh, have you? We didn't uh, hear anything about that, did we, Jeff? No, what a hero. Came back off holiday to play some futsal. At St George's Park. Ooh. Anyway. Round of applause for Phil. <laughs> Little ripple for Phil. There you go, straight off the plane and onto the futsal court. There's a, there's a, a great article there for uh, whatever the, the new newspaper thing was called. Right, anyway, we're getting off track a little bit. Sorry, Phil. It, it was the happiest I've ever seen, Jeff, to be fair. What, when you came back? Yeah. Well, on the phone the night before. Yeah. Anyway, back. Yeah, don't get me started. Right, off we go for yes. Um, yeah, so they, there's kids that are coming from from all over the place. Um, so from Swindon, Bournemouth. So it's not now, yeah, I think there's a few. Yeah, from Southampton as well. So it's not just locally and over kids that are attending. It's it's from all over the place to come and play some futsal. And we felt if we just kept it Salisbury United, um, we wouldn't have been able to be as accessible to to all of these players from you know pro clubs and the surrounding areas so that's why we did it if anyone wants to know and we do get asked quite a bit which is the actual pathway well the answer is both yeah and and the good thing about what we do as well is for for example you know we're probably going to hold some form of trials during the summer but it's more to do with to get the kids up so they've got 12 in each age group because as Jeff talked about earlier you know it's you've got five that are that are playing but then you need people on that bench to to rotate in to keep things ticking along um and it's, it is quite difficult to keep parents and kids interested sometimes because of the the culture that is they love football you yeah. know and it's it's difficult to try and keep them doing both and i've you know recently i've had parents say you know my kid loves futsal possibly even more than football they don't necessarily like the training aspect of it and futsal is a very very demanding sport yeah um you need to train yeah and especially with my objective which is to bring these kids through from you know 12 years old and younger all the way up to when they're 16 so then i can pass them on to jeff and take them into the, the development side and into the super league side hopefully by so remind me of what age groups you'll have as of september so as of september so it will be under 15 down to under 12 okay. so the ones so, that are under 15 effectively are you know a year away from being able to play yeah. national league f- futsal because once they're 16 that's it they're, so it's close eligible. for some of these kids now isn't it yeah very very and close. some of them we know have got aspirations to go down the futsal route and not the football and, yep. and want to play for england and have seen that that is playing for england football is a bit of a dream but playing for england futsal is a touching distance reality isn't it that it can happen yeah and it's more to the fact that 
you know, as I touched on before with, with the likes of Portugal and, and Brazil, all those type of countries that have been playing futsal a lot longer than England, it's probably a lot more difficult to get into their national side than possibly the England side at the moment where they're still, you know, progressing and trying to teach everyone about futsal. So the kids that are coming through that are, you know, 14, 15, possibly up to something like 19 that are now going into England 19. So there was the regional game, wasn't there, at the weekend at St George's Park with the North, Midlands and South. Yep. They're the ones that are probably going to benefit the most at the moment because they're growing with the game. So if anyone of under-12s to under-15s wants to... Uh get involved or just come along and try it. Are they all more than welcome? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as Jeff touched upon earlier, um, just contacting us by social media, even through FC Salisbury United. You know, if worst case scenario, Jeff can always pass it on to me. Um, yeah. But Pez's Futsal Club's got their own Twitter page and Instagram page. And then you've got Pez's Street Soccer and Futsal Club on the, on the Facebook as well. Excellent. And as we're all trying to grow the game, I suppose we're trying to appeal to maybe kids are a bit further afield as well. So like you say, Bournemouth, Southampton's, Winchester's, Basingstoke's, anyone that's kind of hittable within the region. Yeah, we're also we're very rural where we are. So the likes of the London clubs, they've got a much bigger pool of of children um, yeah. and possibly less distance to travel even within that community. Whereas, you know, Bournemouth's an hour's drive, yeah. maybe some like that, to Andover, which is where the, the sessions take place. There's not that much else that I'm aware of in terms of a futsal club that you can necessarily get involved in. So I know that we struggle sometimes for matches and we have to go and travel to places like London and up to the Midlands in order to get the kids a, a harder game and it's going to really, really test them. Not to yeah. say that locally is not good. And, you know, if any clubs are out there that want to have local foots games, even if they've never played futsal before, you know, we'd be quite happy to, to play some games against as well and, as I said, grow the game. But it's, it's an exciting time to, to get involved in it because it's new. You know, it's relatively new. It'd be new for most of the kids playing. You don't know quite where it's going to lead. There's pathways. Um, you're getting to travel. I mean, when I was young, that would have quite excited me. I know it doesn't with everyone, but going to London and playing against good teams and good players. And, you know, we're right at the start of it, aren't we? Especially in this area. There's never been a, another futsal club. So you're, what you're doing, you're, you're pioneers and everything's a first, which I think is fantastic. So keep on keeping on, Phil. Yeah. And if you are interested, if you're an under 12 to an under 15 next year, then please get in touch. And then Jeff... So, we've got young budding player, he joins Pez's Futsal Club with Phil at 12, 13, 14, 15, and then they get to under-16s, under-17s, and then where's the pathway for them there? Um, so, we've applied for a development team to be in the National League setup as well. So, that sits below the Super League where yes. the first team are at? Yeah, probably going in two divisions below where the first team are. Okay. Um, and that would be the next progression. There's more that we want to do to complete the pathway for the club, but that yeah. will come maybe a year or two down the line. Um, it's so, a constant progression, isn't it? Yeah. So if you were to start as a, a toddler with football pool sessions, that are futsal-based, um, you can go from a four-year-old child... So all the, uh, mini kicks. And mini kicks. Into Peza Street Soccer. And then you can go into the kickstart group at Peza Street yeah. Soccer. Then you can go from the kickstart group at Peza Street Soccer into the main sessions at... From the player year, development centres, yeah, yeah, in Wiltshire and Hampshire. Year two to six, and yeah. then from there, you're looking at year seven to 11, going to Phil's Pezzas Futsal Club. So the pathway then would carry on into the development squad and into the first team, and you're looking at a complete pathway almost. So in a year's time, September, we should have under-16s just starting. The pathway would yeah. pretty much be complete from a two-year-old right the way through to men's Super League Futsal. 
which has been quite an impressive achievement. So well in, done, Mr. Chairman, <laughs> and Mr. Cheers, Head of Pez of Street Soccer, know, because. That's in less than five years. That's the been... thing is, where it's always growing, you never have time to sit back and actually think, oh, wow, look what we've done and where we started, because there's always something else in the future. So, And if, if you're listening to this podcast from different parts of the country, a very similar setup would be um, Bolton Futsal Club. They've got Sala Soccer Schools, which used to be a Brazilian soccer schools. Um, mm. And there's other clubs around the country that will have similar things going on. Um, London City, that used to be Baku, that are now changing to Southend um, Futsal Club. They've got junior bockers and different setups that's similar to I think Pezzas. a lot of these clubs have realised they need youth de- development to, yeah. to help I, sustain the future of their I'd like club. to think we've we've had a big part to play in that because oh, I know um, London City have moved venue because they want their kids coming through the door and having a crowd like we've got yeah. since they came down to play us this season which is an amazing thing for our club because with this our first season in the Super League and their previous Super League winners and FA Cup winners I don't know how many times and um, so we're we've had had an effect on futsal nationally, which is great. Yeah, and like I say, we're all in it to help grow the game, so we're all learning and yeah. helping us each other. Fantastic stuff. Right, question number 11, and this one's for you, Jeff, because um, you are Mr Qualification. Uh, what qualifications are there for futsal, and how would I go about enrolling? I presume this is for coaches, so over to you, mate. Yeah, so again, this would be one way you would can- contact your county FA, um, so local, then it's Wilts County FA. Um, where you'd be able to do a level one, I'm sure, in county. Um, I think level twos have been rolled out nationally recently. So when I did my level two in Futsal, I had to go to St George's Park for that. Um, And now I'm almost towards the end of my UA for B, level three. Um, That's been at St George's Park again. It's the second cohort of coaches that have been on it in two years. Um, So I'm looking forward to hopefully finishing that off in July. Um, And it's been brilliant, the... UEFA B Futsal is my favourite course I've ever been on. I've been absolutely privileged with the coaches that have been coaching me. I've had four or five previous and the current England manager and coach teaching me ways of coaching futsal, which doesn't you wouldn't get that in football. So if it's a coaching pathway you're looking for, Mike Scabal has done several sessions, who's the current England manager. Um, the course lead tutor is Ian Bateman, who's the assistant coach for England and manager. So it doesn't... And Graham Dow's done sessions, previous England Just manager. goes back to earlier. Pete Sturgis. It's, yeah, it's, it's such a... Close, small-knit yeah. family, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. And, yeah, and then my coach mentor that's helping me through it is the England under-19 manager and under-23's assistant manager. So it doesn't really get any better than that, does it? No. Who we... Again, hope to have on our show at some point. Yes. Right. Well done, Jeff. You're such an extensive answer to that. I just have one word written in my notes, and that was Jeff. <laughs> so there you go. Right, question number 12, and we are flying. Do England have a futsal team, and are they any good? I've written yes, and we're an emerging nation that's improving all the time. That's my little ten pennies worth, and again... It's really over to you guys for this one. Do you know a lot more about it than I do? Phil, what do you think of the standard <laughs> yeah. of England yeah. Well batted, sir. Now, well batted. I, I've got the programme from Sunday where England played Poland. They played Saturday and Sunday, a doubleheader. Um, and England, I thought, were actually excellent. Poland. Yes, I watched all of the first game, a bit of the second, and I agree. The, the second game, I, I genuinely think that they, they played better than Poland and deserved to get three points and ended up losing the game. The last FIFA rankings that I could find for Europe yes. had... It was for this season, start of this season. England were 28th and Poland 19th. And um, I thought they were very even on the day. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've printed off all the thingies, but I've got it in my phone, so I'd better get that out. <laughs> um, 
And so the answer is England are definitely an improving nation. Poland recently have drawn against Russia and Spain at the Euros, which is an incredible effort from Poland. So, yeah. so to be competing with a team that's done that recently, with 10 players from the squad that played against those two teams, is incredible. It's Russia, Spain, Portugal and Italy that sort of dominate the top four in the rankings yeah. in Europe. Um, and then the great thing for our, our players at FC Salisbury United is the previous week they played against seven or nine of those players that played for England and then you know in other games across the season they've played against Doug Reed at Manchester uh, they played against Dean Withers at Birmingham it's probably two players they haven't played against this season because they're at Kettering so this inhittable distance and Jordan Matthews stayed on to watch the England game with me afterwards and you've got a real pathway and a, a challenge yeah, there for him must, to accept. Yeah, he must fancy it. He's playing very well at the moment, isn't he? So a big shout out to you, Jordan. Um, over to you then, Phil, because you've got a little bit more to add to this, haven't you? Um, yeah, it's, it's just a little bit more towards sort of how we keep improving as a nation. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed, especially with the ones that are sort of in the top ranking, so your Spains, your Portugals, that type of thing, is they've actually got clubs such as Sporting Lisbon and Barcelona and Benfica that don't just play futsal. So they're playing things like handball, basketball, volleyball, football, and they're all interlinked into sort of this sort of community, family community, sharing venues. I don't know whether that's maybe another step for England that would improve their pool of players and national side? To, to sort I mean, of, it obviously uh, would. It'd just take a long time for, for that kind of level to be reached. It's a big step, isn't it? But Yeah, and I think we take, need to take a lot more quality baby steps before we, we get that far. But yeah, it's one thing we've noticed with Barcelona, isn't it? That The campus that they've got with all of the sports in together is fantastic, Jeff. Yeah, it was a great trip, wasn't it? It was a great trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Right. Shall we move on to what question is it? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, Jeffrey, you can read this out. It's your favourite number. <laughs> yeah. Do players get paid? Do players get paid? Um, not for England, no. They don't, do they? But I believe some players do get paid in the Super League. Don't know whether that's official or unofficial, but uh, don't want to cause any controversy there. But um, there's certainly clubs paying money to players to play for them. Yeah. Um, um, but it's not a professional league, I think. It's no, it's yeah, it's definitely an amateur league. Saying. But then Ricardinho has had a big, gonna have a big money move across mm. the sport in Lisbon from into movie star for I don't know how many millions of pounds it's worth over how many years. But yeah, um, it's a lot of dough. Yeah. So yeah, there is money in it, and there's professional leagues certainly in Russia, Spain, Italy, and I believe America. This is the sort of area where your Doug Reeds and people like that would add more value than me because they know more about the global game. But there are pathways there if you excel and you want to follow the futsal route of playing abroad and, and making a few quid out of it and earning a living. Yeah, and our, our club gets several video clips sent to us you know, pre-season from players from abroad saying, can we come and play for your club? Yeah. And you have to say, well, you can come and play for us. <laughs> but you have to pay your £3 subs like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they and soon go somewhere else, yeah. Yeah. So it's like one thing we'd love to be able to do moving forward in the future, but we're not quite there yet to be paying players. I mean, this fits in to the next question, so I'll read it out now. Is it on TV? Well, no, it's not. And if it was, that could generate sponsorship, yeah. more money, which could then filter into the game and, and survive, basically. But a great time to be answering that question because uh, BBC Online did the live stream for the first time of the England game on Sunday and Saturday. Um, yeah, did I get a bit carried away with this, or is that a massive step for our sport? I think it's huge because up until now, you know, the best thing it's had is, is YouTube um, and people clicking on a link through the FA website or FA TV. 
Um, but for the BBC to actually do it and back it, and it, yeah, that's huge. So they live streamed both England games, didn't they? Yeah, and there was you know, there was commentators, which included the England under twenty threes coach, Sean Kitson, um, who's quite a local lad, and Graham Dow, again an ex England manager with, with great knowledge. So they did a great job from yeah, what was, I did here. It was great stuff. And Super League games are live streamed. It's, it's, it's yes. part of what you have to do as a, a Super League team, isn't it? Yeah. So you can watch Super League, the top level in the country, futsal. Pretty much every week when the season's on. Well, yes. yeah, every week. Yeah. So that you know that's great as well. And then they put together highlights packages and goal of the month and all that kind of stuff. But it tends to be groups of volunteers, doesn't it, doing most of this stuff? And yeah, and the responsibility falls on the clubs to provide the content and stuff to other people. We struggle, don't we? Yeah, it, I'd love to see more funding go into it, which would have to come from sponsorship deals, obviously. And we're not there yet. It, it just seems a bit unfair. A Super League manager having to concentrate on getting a, a good squad of 12 out every week and then sorting out cameramen and for a live stream and for and you for highlights DJs and yeah. cheerleaders and just about everything else and you have to mascots a, as a volunteer that's a lot of work to do um, for no return financially um, and and the same for the people that are doing the job for you um, yeah to expect them to do it for free because there's no funding there to do it it seems like a big stretch for me um, I think from what I've seen, most people are in agreement that the, the women's game, football, yes. has taken off massively in this country since it's obviously had a bit of promotion and lots of funding. And I think futsal are now starting to, I've seen, ask the question of, can we do something similar with futsal? And if that was to happen, then it would really take off massively, wouldn't it? Yeah, if there was some sort of futsal match of the day on TV, that would it would be huge, wouldn't it? Um, imagine yeah. the goal of the month for futsal compared to the goal of month for football it would be if you flip through the sports channels in darts snooker yeah, yeah. archery table tennis badminton there's all sorts of airtime given to just about every single sport you can think of um, why not futsal yeah and especially when women's netball was getting good coverage on Sky and, and things like that which is you know they yeah, use, it's another sport that they're using the same, same venue so they use the copper box for a game yeah. that I was watching not that long ago um, and that could easily be futsal. Sponsorship would then follow naturally on that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Excellent. Anything to add on those? Yeah, Phil? they all. I noticed they had handball on BBC Red Button as well over the weekend. Oh, okay. So their their grand finals for for their sport as well. And was that played um, at, at Bolt, the same venue that Bolton Futsal Club used? Did I see? It might be because it, it was. They got I saw green that on Twitter this morning. Seats and I think it's that one. Brilliant. So fingers crossed that we can get a bit more TV footage and uh, again help grow the sport and keep moving it forward. Question 15, we're on now. Who are the best team in the world, Jeff? Brazil. <laughs> Inter movie star. Yeah, yeah, it's not very specific, is it? I've written into movie star here. Is that going to? Is that factual, or is it just because we went to watch them play and we think? Or um, well, they've won the, the equivalent of the Champions League, the Futsal UEFA Cup, the last two times. Yeah, but are we going to annoy our South American listeners? Because we know people yeah, listen yeah. from all around the world. Are Probably. there teams out there that... Uh, uh, equal quality. Should we just do world rankings for national teams then? Well, I've got world champions are Argentina, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, and the European champions are Portugal, which we watched. I think, was that on Eurosport? So that got some good TV. I think it was. Was no, that the world? It was through Cup? the um, UEFA website, wasn't it? For yeah, TV it on a YouTube TV, channel. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. So um, that was online. The World Street. Cup was, was Eurosport, wasn't it? I believe. I might be wrong. But Brazil and Spain have pretty much dominated world and European futsal haven't they since its conception under FIFA um, have you got the world rankings there? I do and it... 
I can find them. So well done you. It's from oh, it's from the fifth of June, two thousand eighteen. So that's not bad, is it? <laughs> so that's pretty good I, there, Jeffrey. I thought, yeah, that's I like thought I'd read it was a bit bit further back than that. <laughs> <laughs> so Brazil number one, um, Spain two, Russia three, Portugal four, Argentina five, and Iran sixth. Which uh, you mentioned about the women's team. Yeah. Um, I've got friends that hail from Iran, and they talk about growing up and playing street street football and futsal. It wasn't quite futsal what they did, but they were cutting footballs open and putting them inside other footballs to make them heavier to play oh. in the street with their bare feet. On, I love all these stories about football and futsal and street um, soccer. It's amazing. And the Iran women's team are incredible if you see highlights from them. And England are... We've 52nd, mentioned, I think. Yeah, 52. Okay. Cool. Right, we need to move on because we really do want to finish all these questions before the end. We've got about two minutes. Okay, so who is the best player in the world? And I've simply written Riccardinho. And we went to watch him play live, and yeah. I've seen nothing to to change my mind about that, Jeff. A few years ago, you might have said Falcao. Well, I didn't realise until today or yesterday that Riccardinho has a Falcao tattoo on his leg. How how cool is that? Yes, I thought that was incredible. So Falcao is, should we say, the god of futsal. And uh, and Riccardino, the current best player. But obviously, there'll be people who know a bit more who will say there's up-and-coming players or people that are close to them maybe from around the world. Yes, well, I think we need to wrap it up, really. I mean, my conclusions from all of this um, are, one, it's a great game and it needs to, obviously, a bit of funding. <laughs> from what I can gather from it, everyone's a little bit worried that teams are going to start dropping out through lack of funding and having to do so much work, which is a shame. But there's a... F- few willing band of volunteers up and down the country who are still banging the drum and they need to keep on doing it and hopefully get more backing from the FA in this country. The FA, we, they, are, they are quite good to be fair. The yeah, it's getting, it's getting yeah, better. They, like, um, Damon I think Sh- it's just funding, isn't it, that yeah. we need that, you know. Damon Shaw's been tweeting several times that, you know, at other countries you've got to pay for your referees fees and things like this. We don't in our league, which is an amazing thing and saves us a massive cost. And I think going forward, and Doug Reed touched on it in a message to me about football and futsal working together more at youth level and at adult level. But as I've said, we'll definitely do a futsal two um, show because we've got loads more that we could talk about. The inner huddle from Peza Street Soccer.